welcome to the July edition of Life in the Tax Line. This is going to be a hot one because we're in summer and it's hot in summer. Is that and pretty happy good? Happy birthday, Canada, the big one <laughs> Woo! Looking good. The first item we're going to talk about here is tax changes for private corporations. Uh, so this sounds a little bit ominous and you know what? I think it actually is. What are we talking about here? We've got the Minister of Finance through the federal budget in 2017 and in many public speeches since that time coming out saying they're looking at closing tax loopholes that private corporations uh, are using. I don't know if tax loopholes is the right word, but let me tell you about the areas that Perceived he's... Perceived abuses? Perceived, whatever it is. These are the three areas that uh, he's made comments on. They're going to look at income sprinkling. So that's effectively moving in a corporation's income or business's income to a lower tax-paying individual. Hugh, any thoughts on that? Well, spreading dividends around the uh, lower-income family members has been a pretty popular strategy mm -hmm. since the Supreme Court many years ago said if it's legally effective, dividends can go to the relevant shareholders. There are some provisions in the Act already that are meant to frustrate or impede that uh, where the circumstances were not considered appropriate. The big one would be the kiddie tax, mm -hmm. that if I make these payments to a kid under 18, forget any tax savings, you're going to pay tax at the top mm -hmm. personal bracket anyway. But obviously, we've heard a lot of discussion, Joe, even in the last federal election campaign on income splitting. We had very briefly an income splitting tax credit under the Conservatives that went away under the Liberals. Uh, it's clearly in their sights that they may be concerned. So this could be some uh, back-to-basics planning issues that come out of this, I, I think the key thing is, right now, this is very legitimate, very basic. It's all across the country. So if we do see changes here, uh, they could be significant. Two other points he's looking at here. Sheltering passive income. So you make 500 grand in your company, take out 200 as a salary, got 300 sheltered there less that you haven't paid personal tax on. Is this fair to the person who's making 500 grand normally? I don't know. So they're looking at that. They're looking at converting income to capital gains. Uh, so uh, surplus stripping, that's kind mm -hmm. of uh, one of the concepts there. These are the three areas. Minister Morneau has said a discussion paper will be coming out shortly on these. And he also has been quoted to say that this paper is sure to create some debate. We're not sure what that means, but keep your eyes and ears perked. Debate is fun. You betcha. For the most part. He's a great publicist. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. The next topic for today, registration of tax preparer program. Yeah, let's move into a CRA release. Uh, CRA has been doing a number of consultations. They've been talking about this, asking for our feedback on the idea of requiring tax preparers who charge a fee to do a return to register with the CRA. This has been going on for a number of years, this discussion. Well, just recently at the annual Society for Trust and Estate Planners Conference, the STEP Conference, CRA has said we are not moving forward with this plan to uh, register tax preparers. Uh, they felt it was too expensive and inconsistent with the CRA's vision. So as of now, no registration of tax preparer program. It doesn't mean, however, that there will not be something of a different variety in the future. All right. Well, certainly CRA has committed that they're going to consult yeah. on their future plans. And uh, I have certainly heard concerns in the past that tax preparation is completely unregulated. So how does CRA deal with people who may not have appropriate training? Uh, well, for feedback to CRA, uh, they've decided to reach out to both practitioners and our clients 
when they do an audit of a small and medium enterprise taxpayer, their audit letters now may include a link to their new past audit survey. Mm -hmm. How did you feel you were treated by Siri? Were they professional? Did they treat you respectfully? Did they answer questions, not just put out that reassessment? Uh, did they provide reasonable time for a response? Numerous other questions. Well, I find a lot of us in practice have lots of time to complain about CRA. Maybe we can spare the five yeah. minutes to provide them with some constructive yeah. feedback think, after these audits. Uh, it's certainly good to see them reach out. I, say, I think this is pretty brave of CRA to good put this them. out there. So. Most people don't come out of an audit feeling really good about yeah. CRA. Moving on to the next topic, lost book of clients. We had a financial advisor who had lost his position with his firm, no longer to serve his client book. So the concept here is he wanted to claim a loss, a loss of income. He couldn't earn income off those clients anymore, so he wanted a business loss there. Can you do that? And the answer is no. He did not actually earn anything. He did not expend any amounts there. And uh, the whole concept here is you cannot deduct an opportunity cost, what you would have earned. So he's out of luck there. Then he said, well, I lost an asset. It was this book of clients that could generate future re revenues. Is there anything there? And the courts basically said, no, you didn't own the list. The firm owned the list. Therefore, you didn't have any disposal of it. And even if you did own the list of clients, you got to look at your cost base. Did you expend anything to get that list, uh, which you hadn't already deducted and the answer probably would be zero no you didn't your cost base is zero your proceeds is zero your loss is big zero yeah. all right that's it next well let's move on to a separate issue the voluntary disclosure program a common theme that we've been talking about in this program and in other forums across the country is CRA's focus on uh, offshore tax evasion tax avoidance and uh, there's been a number of recommendations provided by various different groups uh, to the CRA to try and deal with this problem. One of those specific recommendations was that uh, CRA review and tighten up the voluntary disclosure program. Well, they've taken a few steps to do it. On June 9th, they released detailed uh, proposed changes to the voluntary disclosure program. We're going to talk about a few of these changes because it actually is pretty interesting. And if you are in contemplation of doing a VDP or working with other people, you need to know what's coming in the pipes. So the primary change uh, proposed here is to take the voluntary disclosure program and break it into two streams. One stream being the general stream and the, or the general program part of me and that's pretty consistent with the old uh, the old world you can have penalties waived, gross negligence penalties waived, criminal not prosecution uh, won't be considered, uh, interest may or may not be waived uh, in a limited capacity. That's the old world. It's the general program. The second stream is the limited program, and this is where we have a tightening of relief. CRA has stated, although they may waive gross negligence penalties and they may not criminally prosecute you, you're not going to get any, you're not going to get much more relief than that. No interest, no waiving of other penalties. So what 
might get you into that limited program as compared to the general program. Katie, let me throw it in here. Okay. It would be if you're doing, if you've, if you've done or if you've had active efforts to avoid detection, if the amounts of unreported income is large, you've got multiple years of non-compliance, if you're dealing with a sophisticated taxpayer. Hey, Joe. Yes, these. Yes. What's a sophisticated taxpayer? That's or a you. good question. You, you want to address that? <laughs> well, I think that's going to be the challenge, is defining a lot of these terms. And uh, I know we've seen the voluntary disclosure program over the years used by a lot of people to correct, oops, legitimate mm -hmm. errors, it's a complex system. I think they're still going to fall in the general program. Mm -hmm. I think the target here is someone who's been actively avoiding their tax liabilities. Certainly, the press has put a lot of focus on people hiding money mm -hmm. offshore, otherwise engaged in what are believed to be inappropriate uh, transactions. And CRA uses the term a high degree of taxpayer culpability. That wasn't an oops. That was deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So keep an eye open for that. If you do have comments, CRA is looking for feedback. We have a 60-day online consultation period, so let them know what you think. Okay, let's move to the next item. Well, speaking of things that have changed a lot uh, for the past over a year now, we've been talking about first the proposed, now legislated small business deduction changes. And we've certainly heard a lot from the practitioners we meet in our uh, annual mm -hmm. courses. A lot of uh, concerns about where these are going to apply in an inappropriate fashion. Probably a lot of concern about where they're going to apply exactly where finance wanted them to apply as well. But they cast the net really broad. We don't think they wanted to catch farmers and fishermen selling to cooperatives. And in fact, finance has made at least a tentative step to fix that, although it's generally viewed as not going far enough. We've seen that and a number of other issues recently raised by the Joint Committee on Taxation of CPA Canada, the Canadian Bar Association. And they say, well, we took a lot of these examples to CRA, and guess what? They said, yeah, we read it the same way you do. All those examples are going to lose their small business deduction. Uh, and if there's a fix, it's got to be a change in the law, so we are now back to the Department of Finance. Hopefully, over the summer or fall, we'll see some action. On that happy note, have a wonderful day. We'll see you next month. Life in the Tax Lane is presented by Video Tax News. The Video Tax News team has been supplying practical tax information to accountants and tax professionals for over 30 years. This Canadian-based company presents live and video seminars to thousands of tax professionals relating to both personal and corporate tax. Learn more at videotax.com. That's B-I-D-E-O-T-A-X dot com. The preceding information is for general educational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com slash disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2017. All rights reserved.